Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Brian Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring workday. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to do another fan-picked episode. That's right, Keith Rochford came to me and said, why don't you do an episode based on your favorite fake movie bands? Meaning, these are bands that were created specifically for the movie. And we thought, that's a great idea, and we came up with all these lists, and uh, hopefully we make you proud, Keith. Also, Keith will be on one of our upcoming episodes. We're going to do the uh, single soundtrack, which if you didn't know already, is like the epitome of grunge music, the early Seattle scene in the early uh, 1990s. And so that's going to be a lot of fun to listen to. We just recorded a couple days ago, and we're editing it as I'm doing this as well. So you'll hear that in a couple weeks, and I hope you enjoy it. But for now, let's get into our fake favorite fake movie bands. There's too too many words going on here. All right, number five is Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, of course, from the Muppets. And this is the ultimate fake band. I mean, Animal was always one of my favorite Muppets and and was a perfect fit to be a drummer, right? So you have Dr. Teeth on vocals and keyboards. You get Floyd Pepper on bass. Janice is on guitar, and then Zoot on sax. And I always loved their song in the original Muppet movie from 1979 when they performed the song Can You Picture That? And so one of the coolest things was in 2016 is the quote-unquote band actually performed a five-song set at the Outside Lands Festival in San Francisco. And you can actually see this on YouTube. And what's really cool is it's actually the puppeteers doing this. They're dressed in all black. And, you know, if you're paying attention, of course you can see them. But it's really cool uh, to see, you know, this band live in a live performance. And it sounded great. So, yes, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem had to be in my top five list. All right, number four is Marvin Barry and the Starlighters, of course, from Back to the Future. And if you want to hear a more in-depth uh, discussion, uh, listen to that episode where we talk about the Back to the Future soundtrack with my other brother, Brian. So check that one out. But of course, Marvin Barry was Chuck Berry's brother for the purposes of the amazing you know, performance scene during the Enchantment Under the Sea dance at the end of the movie. Uh, they actually performed Night Train, Earth Angel, and of course the showstopper Johnny Be Good when uh, you know Marvin is watching Marty perform all these basically Chuck Berry tricks, you know, like doing the duck walk and and performing the song Johnny Be Good, and you know it's it's your cousin Marvin, Marvin Berry, yeah. So that, you've seen it a million times, but it's great. You know, Marty goes all crazy doing the Eddie Van Halen, you know, dynamics and everything, but it's a lot of fun. And it's one of my favorite fake movie bands, just for the song Night Train alone. It's awesome. It's it's really, really well done. Number three is Stillwater from Almost Famous. And this band is kind of like a mishmash of famous bands and musicians that Cameron Crowe met when he was a music journalist and is definitely the inspiration for this film. Uh, So bands like the Allman Brothers, Leonard Skinner, the Eagles, Led Zeppelin, they all kind of come into play here. And so Billy Crudup plays the guitarist uh, Russell Hammond and is supposedly, depending on what sources you look at, is either inspired by Greg Allman or Glenn Frey. Uh, Jason Lee plays singer Jeff Bebe, and Jeff Federich plays drummer Ed Valencourt, and Mark Kozalek plays bassist Larry Fellows. I, I didn't dig deep enough to find out if they were inspired by specific people, but I'm sure they are. So uh, Stillwater's songs were actually written by Peter Frampton and uh, Nancy Wilson, who was, of course, the guitarist in Heart and was married to uh, Cameron Crowe at the time. So she also you know, writes a lot of his um, music, a lot of the score uh, and a lot of his films, and is definitely a collaborator, at least while they were married. They're not married anymore, but Stillwater definitely had to be on this list. All right, number two, and we've done a soundtrack episode for this too, but it's got to be on the list, is Eddie and the Cruisers. So the actual band of Eddie and the Cruisers is real, and of course it's John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, but for all intents and purposes, this is a fake band and was created specifically for the film. So you know Michael Perry plays Eddie, and Tom Berenger plays pianist Frank Ridgway, but Perry definitely sells the lip syncing here, uh, even if it's a little over the top, and Sarah and I kind of discussed this on the soundtrack episode which go back and listen to it it's great and uh matthew lawrence plays sal who famously went on to play david silver's dad mel in beverly hills 90210 that's how i remember him so there you go 
but Michael Toons and Toons, uh, he played Wendell Newton, and he was actually a real musician in the, in the movie band. One of the only, actually, him and uh, Helen Schneider played the backup singer. They were real musicians. And Toons played in. John Caffrey and the Beaver Brown Band. So terrific, terrific soundtrack. And it's a it's a cult classic movie. It's not the best movie, but the music is awesome. All right, no surprises here. Number one, it's got to be Spinal Tap. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I could have been cute and avoided Spinal Tap. But look, they're the best fake movie band there is. It's one of the best mockumentaries ever created. So Michael McKeon, Christopher Guest, Harry Shear. I mean, they eventually became a real band from this. You know, they it's, it's awesome. And they even kind of made fun of Metallica during the Black Album because, of course... That started with Spinal Tap, so I, I wouldn't say Metallica ripped them off, but man, there's so many things in that movie that really happened to real bands, whether it be you know getting lost underneath um, the tunnel to go on stage, and, and of course the Stonehenge mayhem, which of course happened in reverse to Black Sabbath during the Born Again tour, where their Stonehenge was way too big to even fit on stage and to carry it everywhere, whereas Spinal Tap was... Uh, infamously too small and was being it was in danger of being crushed by the little dwarf they bought <laughs> so yeah it's a brilliant it's the music it's fun it's not supposed to be really good but I enjoy it you know big bottom and all that and, and my other brother Brian uh, and no spoiler alert he does pick them but we'll play some music from them later in the show but uh, yeah Spinal Tap's gotta be number number one all right, my honorable mentions, I'll go through these fairly quickly, but you got to have Steel Dragon from Rockstar. Uh, it's actually kind of, I wouldn't call it a real band, but you had real musicians with Mark Wahlberg, you know, lip syncing to pretty much Jeff Scott Soto. And I think the lead singer from Steelheart, possibly too. But the actual band was Zach Wilde uh, playing guitar, who of course was in Ozzy Osbourne's band, and Jeff Pilsen on bass from Dokken, and Jason Bonham of... Bonham <laughs> and of course he's the son of John Bonham so uh yeah that's a fun that's a fun movie The School of Rock whether it be the the kids in School of Rock that's a fun fake band one of my favorites one of my actually dark dark horse movies is Airheads and The Lone Rangers even though there's three of them which is really funny with Brendan Fraser and Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi that's a lot of fun uh, Citizen Dick, of course, from the movie Singles, which is basically Pearl Jam with Matt Dillon being the lead singer. Crucial Taunt, which is Tia Carrera's band when she does Ballroom Blitz in Wayne's World. One of the best wedding bands ever in Old School, which is the Dan Band when they're you know singing, <laughs> they're singing Lady and they're singing um, Total Eclipse of the Heart, you know, every fucking time. Yeah, you gotta you gotta love that. Wild Stallion, spelled W Y L D S T L S T. I'm not even gonna bother to spell, it, but it's spelled incorrectly, and it's uh, from Bill and Ted's Excellent, Excellent Adventure. That is Bill and Ted's band. Sexual Chocolate from Coming to America. That's an awesome scene. That's a lot of fun. They, they play so many different characters, but Sexual Chocolate's great. Because the greatest love of all inside of me. Sexual Chocolate! Damn, that boy can sing. He must be crazy. He good. He must be crazy. Love Burger from Can't Hardly Wait. You'll remember in Can't Hardly Wait, this is band that they're going to have their debut at the big party. And before they can even play a note, they end up breaking up. So there you go. In Eurotrip, I don't remember what the band's name is, but they play. The, it, Matt Damon makes a famous cameo singing the song. Scotty doesn't know. Scott, and while well, Scotty's girlfriend's up there, because of course Scotty doesn't know that <laughs> she's sleeping with everyone, including Matt Damon. And lastly, this was a last minute entry, and I started to think about it. And yeah, it is. It's a real band, but it's a fake band. And of course, it's an Adventures in Babysitting with Albert Collins, the, the famous Texas bluesman. When Elizabeth Shue and the kids jump up to sing Babysitting Blues. So, yeah, technically it's a little bit of a cheat because Albert Collins was a legit music artist, but Elizabeth Shue definitely wasn't a singer, as you can hear by her vocals, but it's still a really fun song. Now, you might be asking, why isn't Blues Brothers on the list? Well, 
for me, they were already a band before the movie even came out. They started as a band, whether it be a joke or not, on Saturday Night Live. And actually, they toured, opening for the Grateful Dead, actually in San Francisco at the Winterland Ballroom. Um, you know, they were they were a legit touring band. So yeah, you can't, you know, you can say that they're a fake band or whatnot, but, you know, to me, they were a real band, and there ended up being a movie from it. So that is my list. Hope you enjoyed it, Keith. We got many more people to talk about their favorite fake movie bands. Hey, you said it correctly. On this week's episode. Okay, we're back with Super Producer Lindley. Welcome back. Hello. I think the last time I had you on, it was the 100th episode. I have no because- idea. <laughs> you don't remember when we recorded any of these things. Yeah, well, you, you don't play them in order, but I also am behind. I haven't listened to podcasts in a while. Well, you haven't been on. Not that's why. You only, we, we've established you only listen only when you're listen on. I'm on. I was on vacation. I'm I, yeah, that's true. I need a lot of commute time. And you didn't want to do, I don't know, we did one where you just didn't, you didn't know anything. Well, that's every week. Which we we go through this Which battle of. It? Which week did I not know anything? This week I didn't know anything. This topic. I don't, I don't even remember which one it was. Eh, I can't remember. I, I don't remember. See, yeah, I hey, should yeah, remember. There you go. There I have you so go. many things to remember. You're mocking me. That's well. I'm forgetting which podcast I was on. <laughs> well, we're stalling so we can come up with more, right? <laughs> so for this week, this was a, actually a fan-picked episode. Oh, wait, who was the fan? Keith Rockford. So I've already Keith I've, Rockford. He is oh, you've one already of our, introduced. Yes, okay, exactly. you don't have to go through that again. But that's okay. But All now you know him. Listen eventually. He's okay. one of our fans, and so he came up with this great idea where you know, think of your fake bands or, or bands that were created for scenes in movies or mm-hmm. or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, what are your picks for your favorite bands that aren't real? They may eventually became you know become real, but yes. in this movie, they're not real. Okay, so I'll go by movie. Sure. What? Do it wherever you want. <laughs> I have it in uh, descending order. Perfect. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. That's a good one. So yeah. Sex Bomb is his mm-hmm. band. Right. His band, and they're actually I think they're really good. It's I don't know who's the actual band playing in it. It's obviously not the actors. Right. I have no idea. I don't have the. And you like the movie too? Maybe. Yeah, I love the movie. It's a family favorite. So if My you listen to the episode, in some Halloween. Oh, class. nice. Yeah. So if you listen to the 100th episode, that was David Gilbert's favorite band. Favorite Favorite band? movie. Sorry, favorite, favorite movie. movie. Yes. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Have you yeah. watched oh, it? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's funny. Um, and then the other band in there, I just remember because my daughter mm-hmm. loved it, was Crash and the Boys. There's two fake bands. Right. One is the one played by uh, the actress that plays his ex-girlfriend. That is... Um, She's an Oscar winner. She won for Room. Anyway, doesn't matter. But she remember. heads up this this band. Okay. Crash and the Boys. So that are we going in order or we're just going in? I'm going in my favorite, favorite movies, I guess. Okay. Yeah. How many do you have on the list? So I can just <laughs> do I can speed it up. I don't no, know. I'm just kidding. No, no, Seven, no. You definitely eight, don't. Eight. Wait. Okay. So number eight was that. Oh no, that was that was number one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no drama. No going sorry, down the list. We're yeah. going number oh, one. Sorry, because I had like uh, um, honorable mentions. Okay. So that was number one. That would be Perfect. my top pick. It's great having you on, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say Ty. This and the next one, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, again, that's a Broadway musical. Does it count? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Because they were a touring band. No, totally. Hedwig was. So, yeah. That's I, love cool. that I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. I have the soundtrack, and mm-hmm. I love, I mean, I listen to the soundtrack. A lot. I mean, we it. should have done that, but we're trying. Still trying to spoil her. We're trying. Still trying to, we're still trying to get Lindley to do the Valley Girl <laughs> soundtrack for the last month. So again, if it was available, you don't have to watch a movie. Streaming. You just have to listen to it. You have it on your iTunes. I do, but I have to watch the movie to place the no, song. Just look it up. That's what I do. No, that's that feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but if I wait for you, we'll never get an episode. I mean, out of it. Yeah, I know, but it's also I think I'm delaying it due to the pressure of having an entire podcast and being the only guest. But then when you when Why, you're can on, you invite someone else that has watched the movie, Brian Provenzal. He did. That was one he didn't really know that well. So. I didn't know Footloose. Yeah, you did because you had it when you were a kid. It came no, back I hadn't to... watched it. I only watched it when we watched it here at work. Uh, okay, well, right, we'll try, folks. We'll try to get Valley Girl for you. I'm I'm really frustrating. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Super producer is not helping. <laughs> okay, so after a head... W- loser well, producer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is going to be your That'll new be one. Welcome loser to Loser Producer, producer Lindley. Difficult producer. Um, LPL. Okay. Hedwig, Scott Pilgrim. I would 
put those as my top. They're equal. Yeah, equal, okay. equal, equal. Next one, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Infant Sorrow, which was which? Russell Brand's Russell oh. Brand's movie. And I guess that's also what in um, Get Me to the Greek. He's, that's oh, that's the same, same character, same band. Okay. So I didn't realize it was a... I knew it was the same characterization mm -hmm. type person, but it's actually the same band on tour. I should have liked Forgetting Sarah Marshall more than I you did. You do. Oh, I, I, I did love like that it. Movie. Yeah, I but really it, love I it. thought I was going to love it. I didn't. I loved it. Yeah. yeah, I really liked it. I thought. Yeah. I thought you'd pick. Well, Jason Siegel didn't really have a band. He's just kind oh, of. Oh, because he's a puppeteer. Yeah. No. Yeah. I but mean, I liked his songs. Were funny. And the, Dra the Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> Opus. Yeah. <laughs> it was really. Well. I think that's what. What does Russell Brown say? You sound like a. I forget what he says. Something. Um, I think either Neil Diamond or Barry Manilow, like you sound like a gothic Neil Diamond. Like, <laughs> he sounds like a gothic Neil Diamond, and he's like, "That's what I was totally going, going for." <laughs> I can't remember if it's Neil Diamond or Barry Manilow, something like that. I'll have to look it up. Or Billy Joel, something. It's just very funny. <laughs> one of the three. It's a funny line, yeah. and then he's like, "That's what I was totally going for." Russell Brand, I you don't see it. he had his little two thousand five, six, yeah, seven. Yeah, what is he doing? He was in movies then. Yeah, but he's pretty specific, so I don't know what. Yeah. yeah, it'd be hard to guess. Well, remember he was in Arthur. I saw that in the theater. Oh, that terrible. was terrible. The original owns that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, I'm sorry, sorry, Russell Brand fans. You can't compete with Dudley Moore. He was. I don't know. I think you could compete with Dudley Moore, but that movie was. He was just great bad. for what he did. I mean, that's Arthur Ten. Maybe you can't compete with Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli. Well, that. Oh yeah, them together. That was great. And then the um, the Butler. I can't remember his name, but. Uh, the original Butler. Oh, yeah. I don't know his name. Yeah, he's, he's, good. he's great mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. I mean, that just maybe cracks me up that I watched it over and over again as a very young child. Oh, and it's that's so inappropriate. A drunk and a pro Isn't she a prostitute? Where there's a no, in the beginning no, he, he picks up a prostitute in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. No, she's a waitress. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Love forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. Um, let me see if this one counts. But this was also a movie I watched a million times when I was a kid. Okay. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because because they're playing. A they fake are playing band, a fake band. Right? That's fair. That's I'll give it to you because it, actually it's because the I always like the evil band more because it was right. Aerosmith and oh and, the band in it is Aerosmith. I don't know. Yeah, they put, know they that. do come together. Oh, funny. Yeah. Okay, they're the I evil band. Know that? Yeah, I got it. Uh, but the good band is like Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Frampton. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Peter Frampton. <laughs> <laughs> Loved that Peter Frampton back yeah. in the day. Um, okay. That's a good one. See, this is so funny because when I first had the conversation with Lindley today, <laughs> I couldn't come up with one. You came up with well, eight. Well, then I searched on it and I was like, oh, I love this. Oh, I love this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just I have know. to go through the whole like roller coaster of you you being indignant and then. Because I know when you, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not in the space that I would immediately know what to talk to. There's a lot of pressure. I don't like talking. No I just pressure. feel like the, uh, the rest of the world is just like, fast no. forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Skip okay. ahead, skip ahead, skip ahead. Okay, skip folks, ahead. I, I want to hear good comments once, once this is released. No, I do not need the good comments. I'm not asking for support here. I'm not asking for reassurance. Stalker time. Okay. Here we go. It's okay. I don't need reassurance. Okay, so I'm after... Just, yeah. All right. Sorry. Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah. Soggy I'm, Bottom, soggy bottom boys. boys. Yep. Good. Mm -hmm. Is that on your list? No. You're saying it like No, okay. but that's, that's one where that, that makes sense. Okay, and then honorable mentions, mm -hmm. Velvet Goldmine. So it's basically he's playing uh, Iggy Pop, but mm. it's not Iggy Pop. It's like a fake Iggy Pop. Oh, okay. It's like yeah. basically the story of Iggy Pop mm -hmm. and Lou Reed and stuff. When did this come out? Because I've heard of it. The late 90s? Okay. I think the late 90s. Yeah. I need to um, see this. Yeah, it's really good. It's mm -hmm. Ewan McGregor. Mm. And who else is in it? Anyway. I mean, it's David. Yeah, it's Iggy Pop, David, David Bowie, Lou Reed, like that whole story of their uh, Jonathan, relationship. But it's fictionalized. Jonathan Reese Myers. Yeah, he plays Christian Bale's he, in it. I think Jonathan Reese Myers plays the David Bowie Brian character. Slade. That's his name, yeah. Brian Slade. That's funny. Yeah, Christian I couldn't Bale. remember the name of the. I didn't look it up, but I couldn't remember the name of the band or the or the character he's playing. Ewan McGregor plays Kurt Wilde. Kirk Wilde is like Iggy Pop, yes. basically. Yeah. And, uh, okay. It's yeah. a fictionalized version of their story, and David Bowie really hated it. Did not like it. Oh, really? It was he didn't really like against the movie. He didn't like how he was portrayed, yeah. Interesting. Well, one of my, I think one of my picks, because I'm doing this before, I'm, I'm interviewing Lindley after I have, before I have my official list, but Steel Dragon and Rockstar. 
Oh yeah, I mean I've I think I only know about Rockstar because it was on How Did This Get Made. Oh, and probably. I listened to that episode of How Did This Get Made, and I was just like, I think I feel like I need to watch this movie because it's so bad. It's so bad. It's fun. Like <laughs> yeah. it's really fun. And I, well, I like a lot of Rockstar the... Rockstar is with Jennifer Aniston and yes, Mark Mark Wahlberg. Okay, who's in a band with Zach Wilde, who played with Ozzy, yeah. Jeff Tolson, who played with Doc, and Very Jason funny. Bonham, which is John Bonham's John son. Bonham's. Oh wow. John yeah. Bonham's so I mean, it's a real it's a real band, but it was created for this. Yeah. With Mark Wahlberg fake singing because they got a real singer's for yeah, yeah, yeah. But this the whole story is based on Judas Priest. Oh, it is? So when Rob Halford left, yeah. um, they got a guy named Tim Ripper Owens who was in a tribute band. Okay, okay. And then he became the singer of Judas Priest. Did that Journey? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Arnell, the, the guy from the Philippines, <laughs> is still the singer. I yeah. thought it was like Steve Perry left and they looked for... They, they got another like a guy. It was a reality contest and it was a tribute. I thought he came from a tribute band. So they had two singers before him. Okay. One looked just like... Or sounded just like Steve Perry in a it. bad perm. They got another guy who was a real good singer, but he, Jeff Scott Soto, who he's not in the band anymore. Then they got the guy from the Philippines it, who was in a tribute band. So there's actually a really good documentary on Netflix about them finding Arnell. Oh, I'll have to watch yeah, that. Yeah, it's coming. really good. I, like I think that. it's called Don't Stop Believing or something like that. So. Of course. Of course. Journey title. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so and then what's your last My one? last honorable mention, High Fidelity. Yeah. Which band? It's the one that Jack Black forms and then yeah. performs um, at the final scene mm-hmm. of the movie. And I don't remember, like, because they initially start with like a complete punk name mm-hmm. you know it's like baby vomit or something yeah. I mean, just like something ridiculous <laughs> i can't remember people out there will have to look it up and yes. then he changes his name to like a doo-wop almost like a doo-wop and that's right. what he does the um marvin gay right. song mm-hmm. yeah anyway those, so those are amazing good. And, yeah, yeah i thought it was good and you did great. See, amazing picks. Thank you, Brian. She got the <laughs> the love she was looking for. <laughs> Till next week. Love hopefully, week. <laughs> hopefully we get the <laughs> the Valley Girl soundtrack one of these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ha- I told you my problem with not having a DVD player. I offered one to you. I'm not gonna take this, lug it home, and then give it away. It Just put it outside and have someone sleep on it. I don't know. Use it as a pillow. It's also, my TV is up high, so how would I even? Hook it up. Your husband. <laughs> well, Your true. kids. You have to do that. But <laughs> he I would, will, too. I mean, I think we have one on the TV in the PlayStation 4 and the TV in the garage, so I can have my son I'll do bring that it for to, me. I'll bring it to work. No, don't. <laughs> don't bring a DVD player into work. No, no, no. I'm anti-gathering stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Bye. All right, we're back with my other brother, Brian. Welcome Hello. back. So this week, we're going to do... This is actually a fan-picked episode. And he wanted to know our favorite, quote-unquote, fake movie bands. Yeah. Uh, bands that were created for the movie, uh, specifically. Um, and if they, you know, if they went on to become bands afterwards, that's fine. But they couldn't be a band going into the movie. So, okay. Yeah. So, well, let's see where we came up with. All right. Well, then, the first one might be a cheat, then. Okay. The Blues Brothers. And they existed <laughs> before the movie. <laughs> You know, but I, they're I, fake, so I, I feel like they. <laughs> I specifically they left it off my list because they were a band before that. But you know what? You're you're a regular, so I give it well, to you. Yeah, I didn't really want to talk about them too much because okay. we talked about it a lot. You yeah. talked about it a lot. Yeah, in the podcast. Know, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Not a real band. I'll let you have it. That could be your half pick. <laughs> they're kind of yeah. They're kind of a band. They're just they're fictional characters, mm-hmm. but a real band. Yeah, so, and all the players are definitely yeah. a real. Are real players and yeah, actually yeah. they ended up touring I mean, they ended up being yeah that's pretty true. popular on their own but definitely worth mentioning yes yeah. honorable mention yes I'd say. okay um my my first real band is spinal tap of course that's my number one um yeah i don't know that's just they're just funny hilarious ridiculous mm-hmm. um great that's probably i think that's probably still my favorite mockumentary i'm not sure it's up but there. it's certainly yeah. up there so um, and then along the same note, um, they reunited in a Good mighty pun, in by a, the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they reunited for a mighty wind and they played the folksmen. That's and true. Entirely different characters. It was the same three guys. Yeah. Um, from Smile Town. So. That's an underrated mockumentary too. Mighty, yeah. mighty wind is really good too. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while, but, um, yeah. Christopher Guest is, Christopher is, Guess is a, mas- yeah. a master at that. Yeah. And he didn't, I don't know. Did he write, um, Spinal Tap? Cause I, that's well, a good question. Just, I know Rob Reiner directed it. But. Yeah, I, I should look that up to find out who actually wrote. But that, yeah, it's it's classic. It seemed I, like he learned a lot from that. If if, if he didn't actually definitely, write it. and I love Best in Show. But oh yeah, Best I think that's show. probably yeah, it's right up there too. I think I like that better than The Mighty Wind. Mm, okay. Mighty Wind is 
Mighty Wind is really good. Now, have you ever bought any of the the Spinal Tap albums, like Break Like the no, Wind? No, I don't actually. Yeah. I don't actually like their music. <laughs> yeah. I don't like bottom and yeah. well, I mean, it's okay. It's funny, um, but it's not something I really want to listen to. Favorite um, line? My yeah. Break Like the Wind though was the song I wanted to mention because I I did like. <laughs> I just think it's kind of. I think it was actually. I don't know. It wasn't in the movie. I I don't think I, it was. It was on their album after I mean, years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they, I think they they were on The Simpsons. They yeah. had an episode of The Simpsons, and they played that song there. I think on, well, on that song. Great minds um, think alike. So yeah. we'll, we'll definitely play Breakaway the all right, when, all right. when we're done. Yeah, <laughs> even though it's not from the movie, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, 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 they're 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 tremendous. I just love my favorite scene, and the, there's lots of favorite scenes in the movie. But my favorite is when Rob Reiner's reading the. Uh, the reviews and they're talking about shark sandwich and he's like it was just a two-word review shit sandwich you can't t- that's not a real review you can't say that <laughs> like, in the age of twitter it's definitely a review oh it's for per- oh <laughs> absolutely and you can buy t-shirts and everything with like the shark sandwich um all it is is like you see these fins and then this little half-eaten piece of sandwich and everything it's it's amazing so yes nice uh all right next i have dewey cox from the movie walk hard <laughs> i totally <laughs> so, forgot about this john c Riley, yes. hilarious. I mean, it's a great uh, parody of all the biopics, all the musical yeah. biopics that came out around that time. Especially, I think it's mainly a parody of um, "Walk the Line," the right. Johnny Cash one, mm-hmm. but um, it, it incorporates elements of Ray and yeah. some other musical. The bio- and then yeah. it just takes it just takes a lot of uh, uh, it draws a lot of material from real biographies of musicians mm-hmm. and, you know so he like runs into real people like elvis and the yeah. beatles and the there's a you know the beatles are played by like jack black and uh paul rudd mm-hmm. and i don't remember jason schwartzman plays ringo and basically yes. he's just making a face the whole time right. <laughs> i need to go back and watch justin saw... long is uh, yes is is a great george harrison I need to go back and watch that because I saw it in the theater and I loved it and I just yeah. forgot about it, you know, but it's it's really well done. Yeah, but I actually like the the music is pretty good, even mm-hmm. though it's all parody joke music, sure. but it's pretty good for it. And it's, you know, kind of mostly in the style of most of it's in the style of Johnny Cash. But then he like, you know, as he progresses through different eras of music yeah. and his music changes, too. And so. so far, all your picks have been the joke bands. The joke <laughs> yeah. bands. Well, yeah, that's, I don't know. I, that's kind of what I like. But that's good. Less of a joke. Is yes. My next one is the Soggy Bottom Boys from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? When we so, picked that one, too. All right. Yeah. That's, I think that's going to be a standard for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just one of my favorite movie soundtracks, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and probably introduced me to a lot of bluegrass music and old old blues music so i um, think it did a lot for bluegrass and, I think yeah and it, yeah. george clooney is the ostensible leader of the band mm-hmm. but he doesn't actually sing no. someone else mm-hmm. um and do you I know who it is i don't remember i think it says on the soundtrack okay but if you look at the album um, yeah i do think tim blake nelson sings his own part though mm. he's one but i don't think and john Turturro is the other guy in the band and he, he doesn't sing it you know this but, is gonna sound bad i've never seen it i've never ah, seen the movie but one. everyone so, raves it i need to i need to see a really it. good coen brothers movie yeah that might be one where we should review the album and i've never heard it before so i'll give you a, a different perspective okay all of the ones we reviewed i've of course heard <laughs> so that could be a good there one there you go yeah uh next uh probably my favorite of these aren't uh they're fake bands but they're um from scott pilgrim Right, yeah. Scott, Scott, that one Scott Pilgrim versus yeah. the world. Um, he so he's in a band called Sex Bob-omb, That's right, which has been <laughs> named after the the Mario character Bob-omb. Uh-huh. Um, they I don't know. They just they're just a punk band. Um, and then his ex girlfriend is in a is in a band called Clash of Demon Head. We couldn't remember her what her name is. What is her name? Envy Adams. Okay, en- Envy is I think she just goes by Envy or something okay. like that. So she's she's the ex girlfriend and yeah yeah. Um, the the real band Metric does their music. Oh, okay, and they cool. Wrote, they wrote the song that Envy sings. Mm-hmm. But, um, actually, one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he has a battle with um, Brandon Routh, who who plays the bassist in in Clash at Demonhead, mm-hmm. and they do a bass battle. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Brandon Routh has these superpowers because he's a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like unstoppable until yeah. Scott tricks him into like drinking some soy milk or, or some milk. <laughs> I forgot that. Half and half or something like it's that. It's a really good movie. It's kind of yeah. an underrated classic at this point. Yeah, know? I love that movie. I was just watching clips and I'm like, oh my God, I got to go watch this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> David reminded me. That's David uh, Gelber's favorite 
movie of all time. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I remember him saying that. I, yeah. I, I could I agree with him that I could just sit down and watch that movie like anytime. anytime. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, I don't know. That's by the that's way, my list. So the base battle reminds me, of course, of I don't even think I put it on the list, but Crossroads with Ralph Macchio, where he gets into a guitar duel with. Steve Vai, who is one of the most renowned <laughs> guitar players, and Steve Vai magically can't play a classical oh, note. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the devil's guitar player in my ass. Yeah, but yeah, that's funny. The great list, and yeah, uh, yeah thank you. We'll okay. be playing uh, "Break Like the Wind." Yeah, so there you go. Good. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> right. All right, we're back with our favorite guest, Malin. Welcome back. Hey, Brian. Thanks. How are you doing? This is good. I'm doing great. This is going to be a fun one. This is actually a user picked or a, a fan-picked episode where they want to know our favorite fake bands that were created specifically for movies. Now, eventually they could have become real bands, but I guess the they, he, he wanted to make sure that they weren't real bands going into the into the movie. They were created specifically for the movie for whatever reason. Uh, damn, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We're, we're going to see what people come up with. Um, so I've got it divided up into three group, very three very group small groupings. Um, one of which no longer counts. <laughs> <laughs> we can still of, talk about it because of the because of the rules set by our user. <laughs> um, so I've got uh, I'm, I'm left with two groups. So one is uh, original music and original bands, and the other one is a fictional band that performs cover music. Okay. So I'll start with the originals. I only have a, a few of these. Um, Okay, so Spinal Tap, which I think is interesting because they're both a a real fake band mm-hmm. in a real fake movie, but then they became a real a, a fake real band. I think they're technically a real band now because <laughs> yeah, they tour. Yeah, so they yeah, so they've become a real real band. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if they have any right to be though. <laughs> no, but that's what makes them great. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's not exactly my it was never exactly my taste in music, but you know if a, if a if a band if a fictional band in a movie was going to go like crazy hyper meta and actually become something, well, I'm 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 glad they did. Oh, absolutely. Uh, kind of the same thing with the Blues Brothers. I don't know whether they started off as a fake band first or if they became a fake band in a in a movie. And then became a real band. So I do know this. So they actually. So I didn't pick them because they actually started as a Saturday night, Saturday Night Live bit uh, a few years before the movie was actually made. And then they actually toured. Um, you know, they were op- they actually opened up for the Grateful Dead in San Francisco, Winterland. So yeah, they were actually a touring act before the movie was even created. So yeah, there's a little bit of a, a disclaimer with them, but I, I've been letting people have it. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, okay, well, interesting to know. I just, yeah, I think it's fascinating that um, even before all of this kind of like multi um, polyglot kind of EGOT, uh, everyone's doing a little bit of everything mm-hmm. uh, generation that we've had. We've got like the Blues Brothers and Spinal Tap um, who've done it before. Uh, okay, so, well, anyway, Blues Brothers, blues music, they're great. They, yeah. I guess they, they don't count, so. I'll just keep moving on. Okay. Uh, so uh, my next one, okay, this is a band. It's a fictional band that started off as an off-Broadway, part of an off-Broadway play. Mm-hmm. Um, they've never toured. So, uh, yeah, so there's no loophole here. Um, but Hedvig and the Angry Inch. That's a good pick because Lindley picked the same thing. Oh, I'm so glad, yeah. Um, yeah, I know I mentioned this movie on a previous um, podcast episode because I, I think I was comparing it to the musical version. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I think it's it's fantastic. The movie is a lot of fun. It, it breathes a little bit too much, mm-hmm. a little bit too much space in it. Um, but uh, the band is fantastic, and they they kind of act as a background set piece a lot of times. But when they're rocking, they are excuse my language, but they're fucking rocking. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So. Yeah, kudos to Lindley um, and the Angry Inch. Great pick. Um, next one. So this is my last on the uh, the fictional bands that were playing original music that was written for them, and mm-hmm. that's Mitch and Mickey from A Mighty Wind. Ah, um, that's funny. Okay, yeah. So, I, you know, because I was thinking that they've never, like, disappeared. Like, I, 
the, the, it was such a memorable performance and such a memorable like song or two that they did uh, that, yeah, and it, it would have been cool if they had toured too, because I think Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara uh, could have done it. Um, I don't think that they did a touring um, production with the folk bands from A Mighty Wind, mm-hmm. although they did stage and film the performances um, in a theater with an audience, from what I understand. Okay. Um, but they didn't tour as like an actual thing. It would have been, I would totally have gone um, if I could have. Um, yeah, but they were just, they're so sweet. And again, this is a like Spinal Tap. Yeah, exactly. Again, Christopher Guest related. It's not exactly like my type of music. Like I kind of like folk music and was brought up on it, but I don't, I never go searching for it. And it, it's songs like the ones that Mitch and Mickey were singing. That makes me think, Oh, you know what? I'm probably missing out on a whole genre of stuff that I would love. And that, I'm just really not exposed to it. I think that's a good point. I think that like old brother where out though really introduced a lot of people to bluegrass that wouldn't have been into bluegrass before that. And so maybe it's the same thing with the mighty wind. Yeah. So that's interesting. You say that <laughs> so switching over to covers. I'm pretty sure that the soggy bottom boys from Oh brother, where art thou? Yes. I think those are cover songs. I believe. Um, yeah, I believe so. It's supposed to be back when, you know, yeah. The, yeah. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that, but either, either way, I put them on my list as well. Um, sure. not only because I love the Coen Brothers films, but that, that film in particular that I, for some reason I was living in Santa Cruz at the time and I didn't go to see this when it was in the theaters. Like I knew a new Coen Brothers film was like going around and I guess I was busier, just like involved in my own, like whatever I was distracted by. And I didn't see it in the theaters and, uh, the landlady of the place where Mike was staying, my um, husband, mm-hmm. uh, she got the soundtrack and she was listening to it nonstop, just nonstop. Um, and it, it was fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic on its own, completely separate from there being any uh, narrative or film connected to it, which, which I think is great too, that it doesn't get distracted by the narrative that they can work together. And the songs are equally stand out in the film. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point. I think a lot of people have heard the soundtrack, maybe haven't seen the movie, actually. Yeah, well, they should get off their butts and go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Stream it, rent it. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's at least as good as the soundtrack, if not only because of the soundtrack. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, And that's almost it, except for one other, uh, The Commitments, which is an Irish film from a long time back. Yeah. um, covers of blues songs. Now, this one, unlike the uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, which I think is a memorable movie uh, outside of the music or um, independently of the music, um, the commitments, I maybe because I saw it so long ago, but I've never forgotten it, but I remember it most for the music. I really don't remember the story so much. I remember like flashes of some of the characters, like the lead singer, um, but the music and the, uh, the skill and talent that is put into the performance of those blues covers, it was really impressive, uh, for any movie. I think that was really impressive. And I've kind of kept that memory, um, over the decades of the commitments. Yeah. I'm glad you picked that. Cause I wasn't sure if anyone, that was one of the first ones I thought of. It's not, it's not on my list, but that was one of the first ones I actually thought of because it was kind of a, I'm going to call it a phenomenon, but a lot of people like, like this movie in the early nineties. Yeah. And you know, it was, um, maybe you could say it was kind of a phenomenon because it was an indie and back then sure. early. Yeah. At, at that time when an indie made a splash the way that this one did, that was pretty rare. Yeah. I mean, even now it's still kind of rare, but I think then it was pretty exceptional because you didn't have social media. You didn't get to like share it. It really relied on a word of mouth. That's kind of antiquated now, like actual word of mouth. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, which is again, pretty exceptional. No, I agree. Absolutely. That, that brings up a good point. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if you didn't know a movie, you couldn't just, uh, you know, discover it through the internet. You actually had to know someone cool that would introduce you to it. Yeah. Right. And then nowadays, like there's word of mouth, but I don't take it as seriously. No, no, that's, that's a good point. So, well, yeah. that's a great list. And as always, you, you come through when, when we need you to. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. 
Okay, she had her very own episode because we caught up with everything. And now we're going to try to get her to be a regular guest as much as possible. And she's back. It's Rachel. Hello. So this was a fun one. This is one where I gave you the topic and usually it's like, nah, I, I, I don't know this one. But this one, you your eyes lit up and you immediately grabbed your pen to write down what you were going to do. Yes. And this it was is not a hard pass. This was not a hard pass, which would be a great band name, by the way. This is actually a great fake band name. That should be our name of our new band. That's that's, that's good. It. That's it. We're in a band now, Brian. <laughs> we're like the White Stripes. We're hard pass. <laughs> All right. So you have to come up with your favorite bands that aren't really, really, they're not real bands. They're just part of the movie. And so you came both one and you're, you said this is a great pick. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I was really excited about it because my initial first response, of course, was School of Rock mm-hmm. uh, because those kids are amazing and there's yes. a lot of things that can be said. But then I thought about it and I thought, no, actually, I want to talk about No Vacancy. Really? Which was the va- the band that uh, Dewey Fang got kicked out of at the beginning of the movie and lost Battle mm-hmm. of the Bands 2, spoiler alert, yes. at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think they don't get enough attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, they're sort of, they sort of exist as a plot device. But I remember loving the soundtrack, the School of Rock soundtrack, and I remember loving the No Vacancy song. Really? Yeah, and... You know, they're, I think they're supposed to be perceived as sort of a cheesy, you know, kind of hard rock band. Yeah. This movie came out in 2003, which mm-hmm. was sort of the, the back half of the bell curve of hard rock's, like, time in the light. Yes. Um, so their song that they played at Battle of the Bands, Heal Me, I'm Heartsick, really reminds me of, like, Creed, and, like, <laughs> yes. Stained, yeah. and, like, things like that. And then the, the song at the beginning of the movie, um, Fight, is just your sort of, like... It's so basic driving rock sound, especially yeah. when you have Dewey's character then trying to like add all his flair to it, which I think was really very funny. over the top guitar playing. Yeah. Actually, and we just did the Back to the Future soundtrack. So if you've seen Back to the Future, Marty kind of does the Eddie Van Halen. So you're giving me the look like you haven't seen Back to the I Future. Seen Back oh to my Future. God. <laughs> but for the listening audience. Yes. <laughs> this is a great visual right now. It's like, <laughs> But it, it, so Marty's playing this like very crazy solo, but he's back in the fifties, and so they're not used to listening to super heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what Jack Black was doing in his band, where the solo does not fit the song at all. Exactly. Yeah. And I looked up the lyrics to these No Vacancy songs, and they're ridiculously terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is probably my favorite thing. So like in Fight, there's this really. Oh, and also this particular lyric site has decided to use capital letters in the, in the for the letter for the lyrics that they're saying louder than the rest like of the, the, the gang vocals. Yeah, um, but oh, it's just this like fighting metaphor. So it's the gloves are off, you've hit the below the belt. Now it's time out, baby, and they've rung the bell. <laughs> I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. But if you run, then run for cover. Yeah, and it's just so like. This sounds like amazing Kiss lyrics or possibly Poison, yeah. so this would be good. Exactly, so it fits right in, Yeah, but it's super cheesy. And then same thing in uh, Heal Me, I'm Heartsick. It's just the blood of heaven flowing like a river tonight, tears I can't fight on my own. I'm a haunted heaving, I'm hung and barely breathing. The drowning <laughs> ocean snuff the sun in motion. Like it's so, like I feel like a 13-year-old just wrote this in their diary yeah. and then they turned it into a song. Um, yeah, there's pill on my tongue, a shot from a gun, the bottle's bottom, I'm lonely as a star. So this brings up a great point, and we're going to go back in history. So there's a movie called MASH, which of course turned into a TV show. Mm -hmm. But one of the main songs, the main theme song is called Suicide is Painless. And they wanted the stupidest lyrics possible. And so the guy writing the movie couldn't, his 45-year-old mind couldn't write stupid lyrics. So he got his 13-year-old son to write the lyrics and it became a huge hit. So sometimes... My only association with that song is there's, when I used to watch Family Guy, there was a clip of... Stewie or something mm-hmm. like singing just the suicide, suicide. yeah yeah um, so that's what that reminds me. Let's well, see, you got to pit us harmonizing. This is hard. <laughs> this is hard pass, folks. Uh, so whoo. this brings up another good point, which is not movie related. But do you listen? Do you care about the lyrics when you're listening to a band? Oh yeah, okay. I mean, because I'm a writer, I'm a poet. So mm-hmm. like, 
I sometimes get really jealous of people who write songs because they can have lyrics that actually aren't that interesting, but that are really emotionally effective because they have music behind them. Right. But then in poetry, that's not usually the case. Like the words have to stand for themselves. So I really love when I encounter a song that has really wonderful lyrics right. too, because I'm like, okay, like this is some, this is like a, an art that I can relate to, I guess, a little bit more easily than than something that has music backing it too. And that's not to say that like lyrics are bad or like mm -hmm. less or like qualitatively worse or easier to create than poetry but right it's it's a more there's just more parts going on so can you listen to a song where the you know the lyrics are just the worst lyrics ever and still enjoy it well here i am talking about yeah, that's these, a good song so. <laughs> in general yes. but yes yeah i definitely can yeah. um but it's 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 nice when they're when they're good yeah um i learned in reading about No Vacancy, there's surprisingly little, little uh, documentation about this fake band <laughs> out there, considering they have, like, two songs. Yeah, and, on a soundtrack. Yeah, on yeah. a soundtrack, and and are pivotal, like, plot devices in the context of this movie. Yeah. Um, that the guy who they replaced Dewey with, Spider, with, like, the gyrations and the leather shoulder uh -huh. things, that dude's, like, a lawyer. Oh, really? Yeah, like, the actor that or model that played him <laughs> is... Um, He's an attorney, mm -hmm. and he's a model. So he's modeled for, like, these top fashion brands. Wow. But he's also a, an elected state prosecutor in Texas. Who knew? Yeah. Obviously, his past didn't catch up with him. This is good. <laughs> uh, did you, So are you into Tenacious D at all? Yeah, I like Tenacious D. Okay, because that's fun. Those yeah. are fun lyrics, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, this is a great pick. Do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, well, of course, the, like, the, the kids, action, the kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and everyone in a mighty wind. <laughs> this is our new um, Shrek. It's like School's Rock, a School of Rock, and Mighty Wind. Yeah, That's, and then yeah. Lily Pond and Lion King. Those are the okay, only so movies I've ever seen. Um, yes, I did have one more New Vacancy related tidbit. Sorry. I, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> I recently saw School of Rock, the stage musical, mm -hmm. and the band is still called New Vacancy, but their song is different, and they only have one song. It's the same song at the beginning as it is at the end. Mm -hmm. and it's called "I'm Too Hot for You." <laughs> That should have been in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's blatantly bad. Whereas yeah. the songs in the movie are like, these are sort of corny, but like yeah. enjoyable mm -hmm. and seem like real songs. Yeah. You know? Like when I first got the soundtrack, I thought, oh, they're a real band? Yeah. No, they're not. Um, but in the musical, <laughs> there's no chance it's it's real. It's just that like this guy is breaking up with his girlfriend because he's hotter than her. Right. Um, but in the similar fashion, Dewey does try and like do the eccentric flair of stuff in the performance he's doing all the like vocal screaming yeah then yeah. it just doesn't fit because the song itself is definitely a lot more like pop <laughs> uh <laughs> so it's yeah it's very silly but this no this is this is a great pick because nobody i think everyone would have gone like i did with the school rock band and you went alternative mm -hmm. no not I'm, the genre but right. yeah i'm really subversive and cool so I, well this is why you're on and this is why <laughs> hard pass is going to be a huge success uh -huh. And uh, while I have you here, this is completely unrelated, but but Dane wanted to get your take on Airbud um, because <laughs> I guess all you guys did was talk about Airbud. Um, I wondered. I, this is probably easy to find information, but I wondered yeah. if it was the same dog in all the Airbud movies because that's, that's like a, a good very point. accomplished dog actor. Yeah. Um, and I think of the entire Airbud franchise, I probably have only actually seen like two of the movies. Do we know how many there are total? Let's see. Here we go, internet folks. <laughs> Airbud movies. And does that include Air Buddies, like the one with the puppies? Well, yeah, why not? Because there's like 42 American Pie movies, but only three of them, maybe, well, no. Four of them were actually released to theaters, so I, most of these have to be straight to video. So the main Airbud series, there's five of them. Um, wow. The basketball one, which is the original one, which I've seen. Of course. Um, the golden receiver, the football one, which I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's have seen. And then the rest of them I haven't seen. There's Airbud World Pup, uh -huh. Airbud Seventh Inning Fetch, of course, and Airbud Spikes Back. <laughs> These are great names. This is like bad lyrics. This is, yeah. <laughs> and then there's seven Airbuddies spinoffs and two Santa Paws. Amazing. So it's prolific, but I am not contrary to. Dan's belief. Uh, I yeah. actually don't really know that much about Airbud. Oh, Air man. Okay, so when you run out of Hallmark movies, I think you should just backfill with Airbud. Okay, and, and then I'll be back to do the... I'll be the Airbud expert. Please, please. Oh. We need an Airbud expert. So I've really fallen on my sword uh, yeah. here. <laughs> I think it's a perfect time to end this, this segment. So. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Brian. All right, we're back with Samantha. Welcome back. Thank 
cute. So oh. this this week is actually a fan picked episode, and oh, was it? yeah, and so he reached oh. out on Facebook, and he's like, "Why don't you guys do you know your favorite fake movie bands, like oh. bands that were created or you know specifically for the movie itself?" And so it was a great idea, and they're more than I realized, and so. Uh, we've had pretty diverse picks so far, and so I'm curious to wait. You know Ooh. what you came up with. Okay, I think that's cool that this is a fan one. Yeah, because it made me think for a second because I knew there were some out there. Yeah, but none came to mind. <laughs> um, and then I realized, oh my gosh, one of my like favorite movies when I was kind of like late teens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically what this is about. Um, so it's almost famous. Yes, absolutely. The Cameron Crowe movie. Um, and did anyone talk about that one yet? My number three is Stillwater. Oh, but that's okay. So, but I thought it's kind of your like genre. Of it music. totally is classic so, rock from the seventies. Yeah. 70s, yeah. So. Um, but I think for me, I, I I like this movie as a movie. Yeah. And I think the concept's cool. I wouldn't go out and say, like, oh, I love that band. But <laughs> Really? They don't have many songs, no. actually, in the soundtrack. That's the thing. No, they kind of are, like, there. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the movie in a few years. And it's more kind of, you know, it's like them on the road. Yes. So you get snippets mm-hmm. of them performing. But right. it's not, like... And it's basically um, a mishmash of a lot of the bands that... Cameron Crowe when he was a journalist. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be part Allman Brothers, part mm-hmm. Eagles, part mm-hmm. Leonard Skinner. So it's all of them kind of yeah. mishmashed. So. And you get like the references because mm-hmm. um, it it feels like that time period. Yeah. And I think they did a really cool job like recreating it because um, it was based on his life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It so, was with Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so creative how he took like that experience and then didn't well, probably couldn't make a movie because of all like the, the legal- legalities. Legal- yeah, <laughs> can't absolutely. play all the music and get too expensive. But I guarantee, you know, him jumping off the, the guitar player jumping off the roof into oh, the pool. For sure, I'm sure that's, oh, that's a good scene. Yeah, oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, and I think. Um, and definitely, Penny Lane is based on on people too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So everything is inspired, and like I'm not someone who grew up during that time period, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I think it has a good. It's a good representation. I like how the main character is so young, and yeah. you get to kind of see it through his eyes. That's right. And it seems a lot more glamorous than it turns out to be. Totally. And, like um, you, you have a picture of, especially when you're a kid, you have pictures of rock stars being a certain way, and you almost—it's almost better not to be around it because yeah. they'll disappoint you probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like thinking about this too. He, like, there were quite a few people who. We're in the movie, but not really in the movie. Like, wasn't there like a David Bowie sighting yeah. and um, some other bands were like referenced? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Zeppelin's definitely yeah. referenced. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're there, but it's like a different world. Like it's a band that never really came to be, but right. it could have existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also cool because yeah. at the time, Cameron Crowe was married to Nancy Wilson, who was the guitar player in Heart. And oh. so she actually helped co-write some of the music for Stillwater, and so did oh, Peter Frampton, who was, you know, that. yeah. So yeah. Okay. So actually, actually, I guess she collaborated a lot with him in a lot of his movies. So um, either coming up with score movies, she's actually famously in Fast Times at Richmond High. When have you have you seen? I've that? seen it just once. Okay, so you maybe not remember. So when Brad Judge Reinhold is in his pirate outfit when he works for the seafood place, he's making okay. a delivery. Okay. And he pulls up alongside a Corvette. I think it's a Corvette or a Ferrari, and there's a very attractive blonde, and, uh-huh. and he kind of make eyes makes eyes at her, okay. and she starts laughing at him. That's Nancy Wilson. Really? So yeah. So I don't know if they had just started dating at the time or they met around then, uh-huh. but yeah. So she's always kind of had a part oh. in one of his films. Yeah. Oh, fun. So what is your favorite Cameron Crowe movie? Um, I think is it. Well, I'm gonna talk about another one. Okay. In a second. <laughs> um, I it's probably almost famous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think his whole life is so cool. How he started as like a journalist. Yeah. And stuff. And he yeah. wrote the he actually wrote the book which became Fast Times at mm-hmm. Richmond High. So yeah, I mean, he's super super talented. Yeah. And his use of music in movies is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's this one. I'll well, I'll talk about the. Okay. The so what's next. the next one then? Um. So. This one was just funny. Um, singles. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're right on page uh-huh. here. So Keith, who actually suggested this, okay. we're doing a review of the single soundtrack. Oh, It's fun. actually already recorded, so it will be oh. probably published after this one. So, yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. So you're going to pick Citizen Dick. <laughs> right? Well, I thought that yeah. movie was so funny because I didn't really know. Like, again, I was a baby when this movie sure. came out. But so I I discovered it later on. Mm-hmm. And um, I just watched it for the first time, like, pretty recently because mm-hmm. um, I finally found it. And I was like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Like, they're familiar. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Citizen Dick is basically Pearl Jam with Matt Dillon yes. as the lead singer. Yeah, so yeah. he's the singer, and yeah. I think he's just the funniest character. Yeah. Um, and Do you like the Bridget Fonda character? I, I don't know. Yeah, I it's, it's, she's kind of an interesting character. So yeah. yeah. Um, I like Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, so. they're a funny couple mm-hmm. the, the, in that, so... Yeah, and I also like the whole, like, the scene and, like, the look of everything. Yeah. I think. Have you, have you heard the soundtrack? I haven't listened to the soundtrack. Okay. No. The soundtrack's amazing. Actually, it's probably more influential than the movie itself. Yeah. The movie did okay, um, but the soundtrack did really well. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you had Pearl Jam right when mm-hmm, 10 was coming mm-hmm, out, and Soundgarden, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, Mother Love Bone, and all these other great Seattle bands of the time. Yeah. Except for Nirvana, actually. That's the only one yeah, that wasn't on there. Well, Allison Chains was in there. Right when the ninety two, so big. so it's right after uh, yeah. Nevermind, but yeah, it's uh, and you'll hear the episode, but no, the soundtrack's great. It's you know, it's, I think it's better than the movie, and I enjoy the movie, but the soundtrack's just awesome. I'll have to find it. It's probably on Spotify. Oh, I'm sure or yeah. something because I'm not like I'm not actually a huge like Pearl Jam fan, mm-hmm. but I thought like in the movie like it worked, it worked. like and I liked how. This the movie was such like a good representation mm-hmm. of that like genre. oh that scene yeah it's right then and yeah. everything mm-hmm. and it's like a little documentary almost it totally is it's but a snapshot get, in time like I I don't know um, well, speaking of Hart and Nancy Wilson there's a song um, done by the Lovemongers which is basically Anne and Nancy Wilson okay. uh, and they cover Battle of Evermore from Led Zeppelin on oh. there and it's all live so it's awesome it's just as good as the original so yeah. So you might want to check it out, yeah, okay. or listen to our episode. I've never, so, yeah. yeah, I'm not like I've never been like a big movie soundtrack person. Okay, which so. is why we haven't done one yet with you. So that's yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I like how songs use music, mm-hmm. but there's not like a definitive soundtrack that I can say like, ooh, I'll sit down and listen to that from beginning to mm-hmm. end. So do you like score music, or is it just you just doesn't and none I of this like does scores great. too. Mm-hmm. I'm really picky, so that's why, like, some movies, like, there'll be, like, a soundtrack, and I'm like, okay, that's good, but mm-hmm. then there'll always be something in there that'll bug me, <laughs> so, but, yeah. Cool. It's funny how I ended up picking two Cameron Crowe movies I know, for this. but it kind of makes sense. He yeah, does well with that. because so. he came from the music industry, so mm-hmm. he kind of made his movies about that, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I think those are my... Those are your two picks? Those are my two... And you're sticking with it. Nothing super recent. Well, I think I that's good. I can't even think yeah. of any recent movies. Yeah, I mean, probably the most recent one, um, Rachel picked um, School of Rock, Dewey's band in the beginning. Oh, but he hardly yeah. has a band. No, but that's the whole point. It's still yeah. a fake band. Yeah, so, yeah. that's true. I mean, oh, I love School of Rock. And so you could have picked the kids. I yeah. picked the kids as honorable oh, mentions. Oh, so, yeah. I love that movie. They're probably the newest one I went with, okay. I would say. Two thousand one. I know. I, think. I can't. I'm sure there's some sort of like Disney movies or stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. Yeah. There was a couple like indie movies, but they didn't. I like the band. Like the band aspect wasn't very memorable. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, good picks as always. And hey, it. I had them on the list too. So this is good. This is one of the few times <laughs> you didn't get super indie on me or anything. Oh so yeah, that's... nothing foreign or weird. Here. I know. Well, we have till next time. So wait till we get to uh, <laughs> our next topic. So thank you, Samantha. <laughs> All right. Before we sign off, we do have t-shirts are available for sale. All you have to do is go to T Public. That's T E E. P-U-B-L-I-C dot com, and you can get your very own Damn Good Movie Memories t-shirt. You can get all sizes, any gender, you can get whatever you want just at the tip of your fingers. So just go to tpublic.com, look up Damn Good Movie Memories, and you can get your very own t-shirt. 
If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for damn good movie memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. I am Dr. Fuck. And I'm the actual alcoholic. And we are part of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. We are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. That's right. And the way you can check us out is we are on iTunes and also Podbeam. And we forgot a review recently. I got this review right here. It says right here, it says, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the greatest podcast in the world. And it's my number one podcast signed by Science. Now, and then Science also says... Science! Science also said, my second favorite podcast is, it doesn't matter, the rest suck. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on iTunes and Poppy. Check it out. Science! Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Be'era Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>